To begin today's show, well, Thompson Rivers University is the first in North America to offer an international credential transfer based on open educational resources that are available free online. It is also among the first in the world to recognize microcredit transfers towards a university-level qualification. To talk more ab about what exactly this means, I am joined on the line by TRU's Associate Vice President of Open Learning, Don Poirier. Don, how are you doing here today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for asking. So maybe just start by getting me a, a quick rundown of exactly what this means here for Thompson Rivers University. I mean, being the first in North America is pretty awesome for anything. Um, and this is, you know, looking to offer those international credential transfers based on this open educational resources. So what exactly does this mean, first and foremost? Yeah, well, first off, I think it's important to understand that to be first, we have to be a little careful. There are many institutions in, in North America that are working hard uh, towards bringing unique uh, delivery and educational opportunities for students. Uh, but we are first in this transnational part, a partnership through Open Educational Resources Universitas, or OERU. Uh, what this means for us uh, specifically is first and foremost a proof of concept. Um, there have been a number of universities around the world working diligently, trying to come up with a way how we can work together proactively to offer courses for students uh, based on open educational resources, which means for students themselves uh, a greatly reduced cost uh, for accessing quality education. Uh, TRU specifically, and here speaking about the open learning uh, division, is that this is um, actualization of our mandate, why we are here. It is the reduction of, bar of barriers. Uh, for not just the citizens of, of British Columbia, but, but beyond. Um, organizationally, I think it's also important because um, it helps us build our capacity. It ha it's forcing us to do new things. Um, it might be the same mandate, but thinking our way through, um, how, how can we be responsive to uh, ever-changing needs? Um, how can we build our processes uh, to meet the, the demand we're seeing, not just within BC, but, but around the world. Now, when we're talking about, you know, this specifically, it's looking at students taking free courses in small blocks or micro courses, if you will. Can you explain what a micro course is? What exactly does that mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's no uh, universal consensus on on, uh, on actually what, what these things are. But in our instance, I think most people are familiar with the traditional three credit course model when they go to a college or a university which is based upon how many hours they're going to be working for how many weeks or months um, a micro credential is a subunit of that three credit course so in this case we're talking about a typical three credit course um, narrowed down into one credit units um, and the reason why this is, is seen as important because it adds to the flexibility of educational offerings for, for students. Um, even before this, we've seen uh, within BC and Canada, uh, students maybe only needing a specific type of knowledge that they can access. So maybe they, they don't need or they don't want to engage in a full three credit course, but micro-credentials are focused packaged units of, of knowledge that they can uh, take uh, and use, whether academically or professionally. So would you say that this maybe provides a lot more flexibility to learners because they don't have to, you know, lock themselves into that, that three credit course? Absolutely. I think um, before uh, 
becoming the head of, of open learning here at TRU for about 10 years. I headed up a small department that went across Canada uh, developing formal relationships, whether it's with government, other post-secondary institutions, nonprofits, what have you. And over the past 10 years, um, one of the things that I've continuously noted is the need for flexibility. Um, our modern lifestyle uh, doesn't allow us the same um, opportunities to, to approach education in a linear fashion. The shifts in, in the economy and the needs of employers uh, just is continuous. And so we, we are dealing primarily with people that are struggling to find the time and the opportunity to meet their educational goals and sustain some sort of a balance in their life. Okay, and you know, this is talking specifically about this Open Educational Resources Foundation, which was established here in 2011, um, and, and it talks about how this is really something that is in place across five continents, right? So all five continents that we'd be talking about, uh, you know, for the geography buffs out there. So and what kind of opportunities does that mean for people who are taking these micro courses and are trying to, you know, get some university credits through this type of a program? What, what kind of opportunities are there for them uh, when we're talking about this, you know, really uh, global partnership? Yeah, I think the original vision um, was to target those areas of the world that that people really didn't have a realistic opportunity to engage in formal university level um, education. Uh, the citizens of British Columbia and Canada gen generally are served quite well. I mean, we have an established post-secondary system. We have very good colleges to meet industry needs. We have universities that are top in the world when it comes to research. Um, but there are parts of this world, uh, whether we're talking uh, areas of Southeast Asia or Africa, that that really um, they don't enjoy the same privileges as we do. So the, the original conception was to uh, give the opportunity to these people and help them get academic credentialing or credits from recognized universities around the world. Um, and so what, what the hope is, as we can start to build our credential base uh, where we can recognize the work that these students have done, then it would really give them an opportunity up in life for their own professional and academic development. And one of the things, too, to highlight, I think, out of this is, you know, a lot of this work is going to be done online. And when we're talking about, you know, the world we're currently living in, right, we're living with COVID-19, we're living through a pandemic, and that seems to be almost the, the new normal, at least for the time being, is a lot of our, our schoolwork and our, you know, just uh, work in general is being done in a virtual way. So, uh, you know, is this something that maybe could be more attractive to people, given, you know, the times that we live in and, and the fact that, this is almost something that people can expect on a more regular basis is to have more online virtual learning. Uh, certainly the current pandemic has, has showcased um, the opportunities that online learning afford. Um, but it's also highlighted some of the disparities in society as well. So here I'm talking about the digital divide where people may not have access right. to, to technology, um, let alone power. So, I mean, it's, it's not a panacea, but I think it does provide an opportunity uh, to individuals that would not otherwise have that opportunity for, for self-improvement. Um, 
I also think, though, that this current situation is encouraging institutions to think outside of their own boxes. How can we provide educational um, experiences, including supports for for our students? How do we uh, offer what was traditionally a face-to-face encounter in a lab? Um, Are there any ways that we can avail ourselves? And again, I think that um, this is going to make institutions stronger, ultimately, because the needs that, that learners have been experiencing for quite some time now has been happening well before the pandemic. Um, So I think that it's going to serve all learners well. Awesome. And I'll get you out of here on this, Don. But for those who are hearing this and those who are interested in, you know, taking part in this, uh, how do they go about doing so? Well, uh, you can go to the OERU.org website. Um, uh, Our friends in in New Zealand have spent a great deal of time making it very user-friendly. And all the information there about registration, uh, getting recognition for the courses you have taken, and next steps, it's it's laid out quite quite well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Don. Really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. That was Don Poirier, Associate Vice President of Open Learning at Thompson Rivers University. And again, TRU is the first in North America to offer an international credential transfer based on open educational resources available free online. Again, it's the first formalized step where students have the opportunity to take sufficient courses through Open Education Resources Universities, or OERU, to get a credential. TRU started with the Certificate of General Studies, and the intent now is to go on to the Diploma and then Bachelor's Degrees as it builds the course reservoir through OERU.